0: Welcome to the Field of 12 After Dark college football show. I'm George Whitfield, quarterback guru, joined by the two best uh, co-pilots you could have. Pride of Baylor University, Bryce Petty. Pride of Victorious, we are Penn State football, Christian Hackenberg. Hey, real real
1: quick, real quick, not to hurt your intro, but Baylor won as well. First Big 12 day, so (laughs) we're, we're both victorious. Welcome back, guys. Welcome back. Welcome back to Relevance. Welcome back to Relevance. <laughs> Baby steps. Uh, make make win. That's okay. Y'all win one game, two They're games, 100. and all of a sudden.
0: Wait, let me check the notes here. It says Baylor conquered Kansas. 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 Yes, Got it. There we go. Did not know they were still playing ball in Kansas. Hello. Well Is we Charlie doing?
1: Weiss still the coach there? I, I don't know. Negative. I couldn't tell you yeah. it is though. It's not less. Right.
0: We will have to find that out. Fellas, we just watched another twelve round TKO by the the basically probably the strongest Big Ten team out there. Welcome to all you out there. with does Penn State Auburn? We're gonna go there first hack. I'm gonna start with you because you got yeah, your colors. I know you. I'm surprised you even have a voice <laughs> left watching this. Yeah, uh, take me there. What did yeah. you see with your boys today? I mean, shoot,
2: dude. I, first off, I was fired up for the whole fan base and community. Like getting back in there in a whiteout setting, it, it couldn't have been against a better team and a better matchup from a conference standpoint. So that was fantastic, and it was great to see. Good for college football as a whole. But ultimately, I think I think Clifford. Clifford played his tail off. Uh, I was kind of hard on him on my other podcast earlier in the earlier in the year after the Wisconsin win, but I thought he he really strapped it up, played well, led the boys, um, won the game for him. So um, ultimately, I think it puts him in the driver's seat in the East. It's and I, I've said this to you guys privately, but I think the East is one of the strongest strongest divisions in college football. Agreed. College football deepest as well. I mean, even the even the floors playing really well. The Rutgers and the Maryland's they're playing awesome right now. So um, they're they're in a really unique spot. I think they're in the driver's seat, and ultimately they've got to beat a confident Michigan team and and, and Ohio State who's struggling defensively. So um, real excited for them moving forward the rest of the year.
0: Bryce, is this uh, I, you can learn and getting beat? You can learn and get knocked out. But traveling north, SEC teams never do that to come up to a whiteout mm. I there is a more vicious atmosphere or i'd say a bigger atmosphere they, they seem friendly in penn state like it, it'll get on you but you still got to travel north to go up against a hundred thousand people in a auburn team that's like stitching together can they take something from this or uh or how would you look at this if you're coach harson or, or nix tonight yeah, man,
1: I, I think you do all the time, right? I, I, coach Cause always said, a strength coach at Baylor at the time uh, always said it, man. You don't lose, you learn, and I think those guys. And if you go up at Happy Valley um, at a whiteout, what what better environment? Plus, um, again, I wish they'd have just done this game the first week of the year because, hack to your point, Happy Valley is like just the epitome of college atmosphere. So to come back off of everything that we, you know, went through last year during COVID and actually get to witness. Um, that place get as wild and as crazy as it is. I think it's a beautiful thing. and, and look, I I, you know, I remember both three years ago now, um, you know playing against I think it was Oregon was his first start. Um, you know, he's grown up a lot. Um, has another system, another coach. Um, you know, we were talking about with Brian Harson and, and and Bobo in the mix. I think I think these guys are gonna be contenders, man. I think they're really, really good. So there's always something to learn. And they yeah. went toe-to-toe with him. I mean, at 28-21, um, you know, was is close on the stat sheet. And if you watch it, it's just as close as it was um, you know, on on uh, if you just pull it up on you know ESPN and looking at stats. So uh definitely, definitely things to learn and things to go back to you know, Jordan hair
0: and, and uh, put, put in work. Yeah. They got a tough uh, schedule coming up in the, in the SEC West. I agree with hack If the big 10 East right now is the most competitive division of any conference in America, the SEC West. I think it's the most talented. That's the most talented. It's, it's murderers row, but you're talking one, a one B where does Penn state go now hack? What's their proper respect after going 12 rounds with a ready-made Wisconsin program on the road? And then you're the only Big Ten program to welcome a top 25 SEC team into your house in 70 years. Uh, There's the stats. Dagan just set us up. Where they're at 10, and you beat an SEC biker gang type program. Where do they go now? What's the proper respect? Well, I mean, it's only up, right?
2: Um, and I think looking at the big ten right now with the way Ohio State played and has been playing even today and the way Iowa's won i I don't want to discredit Iowa, but i'm I'm just not sold on them offensively to be able to hang with one of those five families that we keep talking about or or I mean even even this Auburn team, you know, I think this Auburn team would have gave iowa fits today so um i mean i think it i think they only go up like i said i think they're the they're they're the representative of the big 10 right now and i think for penn state it goes back to something that coach franklin preaches every week one and know staying focused and you know not 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 drinking not drinking the kool-aid too much and and just focusing one week at a time and continuing to stack some wins um Looking forward to that big that big stretch with Michigan and Ohio State towards the end of the year here.
0: Barry, Hack just said something very uh, very key: the distractions. Think about that now. The distractions. You're Penn State. There's a lot of youngsters in that locker room. You already made your way up to uh, uh, Wisconsin. Beat them in a battle. There were no mm-hmm. trick plays that got that yep. done.
1: Yep, yep. You, you had your
0: tune-up win last week. And then also last week, all the USC news comes out, and then your coach is always part of that conversation. The team is looking ahead. It's the whiteout. Game day's there. Look at all the distractions that Penn State had buzzing around the campus. How, How big a deal is it to buckle yourself down, come out, and get ready for an equal to opponent? Like yeah,
1: were. well, well, and again, I think that's that's culture, and I think that's leadership. I mean, and, and they they honestly they tried to give it to Auburn. I mean, they put it on third down for for you know Christ. Not I mean, you know, no. it's just nuts, right? <laughs> so no, I mean, I think as 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 you can always tell a culture that that has um, good leadership from its seniors, from its juniors, from its guys that's played. Uh, you know, Coach Franklin as well. You know, Hack talks always uh, highly, very highly about him. In um, his process and how he thinks when you talk about 1-0 staying focused, 1-0 isn't just the first game of the season. 1-0 is this week, right? 1-0 is on Tuesday. 1-0 you win on Thursday. Um, and you see that with guys. You see that as, as, you know, from the first drive, I thought that they came out kind of swinging and, and you know, didn't end up uh, in points. But I thought that it was it was one of those kind of that, that tone setting. This is going to be a brawl. And, um, you know, you got to know that going in. So I think the, the guys did great and, and didn't, you know, they let the crowd and, and the student section be the hype, not, not themselves in locker room, which, was, which is always important when you go into a game like that.
0: A hundred percent. Speaking of a game like that, we hope you guys are joining us. We want to hear from you. Uh, ladies, fellas, uh, coming off your tailgate, packing your stuff up, getting ready for the ride home. Uh, if you're at the bar right now, you're all pumped up or you're down. Regardless, we want to hear from you. We want to get your questions on here. We want to get your thoughts on here as well. Um, we first, we have a tradition on here. We raise a toast. We mm. tend to raise a toast. So let's start out with our new ceremonial toast. Always on a kickoff to the face and voice of college football, Lee Corso. Lee Corso, of
1: course, of course. Of course.
0: Today in state college you put the uh nittany hat on and you were right sir it's a beautiful
1: thing to watch beautiful thing to watch beautiful
0: thing to watch great scene today hey my toast uh i'm gonna kick this off unusual i'm gonna start with the team that lost and the loss will eat them up because they were in position to win i'm talking down in gainesville that team they went back and forth with the quarterbacks. They're trying to figure it out. They only really beat Florida uh, Atlantic by a couple of touchdowns. But Dan Mullen had the Gators ready when they needed to be. They went toe-to-toe all night, fell down 21-3 in the first quarter. And when most teams fall back 21-3 to the Roman Army, they tend to cash it in. Really, truly, they tend to cash it in. And here the Gators are going for two to tie the ball game with inside a minute left. Like the resiliency and the toughness to go toe to toe with the Roman army. So to the Gators and Coach Mullen, yeah. I raise Yep, yep. Hackenberg,
2: where are we going? All right, so so I'm I'm going down to Memphis, going nah. down to Memphis, Tennessee, <laughs> with Love. my man Calvin Austin the third. The heads up play of the year. I don't even know if it was legal. I don't know if those if those referees are getting like. If they're getting calls right now and they got a meeting on Monday morning and they're going and seeing a board advisory, I don't know what it is, but um playing till the whistle blew, man. He took advantage of his opportunity, 94 yard touchdown, picking it up off that punt, that that routine down punt. He took it, took advantage of it. Give took him some more name point.
0: record, give him some more name record. Yeah.
2: My man Calvin Austin the third.
0: Hey. Not the
1: fourth or the second. The, the third.
0: third. My three, third. guy three
1: toasts. Here, here, here!
0: That's the generations. Bryce Petty. Man, Probably I'm be-
1: actually – I'm having fun with this one, um, and I think everybody can can uh, go back to when they were a kid playing ball, but I'm going up to Columbus because my man Cannon Montgomery, who, for those of you who don't know, is Coach Philip Montgomery's son, the head coach of Tulsa, scores his first touchdown of his career at uh, – you know, playing Ohio State, man, and and actually, what's crazy is he actually put him. You know that that score put him within seven. That was a twenty to thirteen ball game at that point. So, Cannon Montgomery, hey. twenty-one yard TD reception. Coaches sound, I love it. Congrats. Hell of a
0: place to start, too. Mm, yep, big time. Big hell time. of a place to start, fellows. Before we move on, we just want to pay homage to Bet Rivers, uh, Bet Rivers Sportsbook. If you aren't signed up with Bet Rivers yet, now is the time. Because they're offering a $250 bonus match for your first deposit. But what sets them apart is that they require just one playthrough to turn your bonus into cash money. With their new Rush Pay instant approval, withdrawing your winnings is safer and more secure and more reliable than ever before. With football season kicking off, get into the action by going to BetRivers.com today. Or by downloading the BetRivers iOS app. You must be 21 years old or older. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Fellas, now, let's go into the other two heavyweight matchups of the day. We just talked about Penn State. I buzzed a little bit about the Florida-Alabama game. Can we go down to Gainesville? I know you guys watched it or pulled from it. You don't even have to see it live now to get it. But we watched the Roman Army. These guys march all over the country, and they usually come out unscathed. I felt like they got... They cut. They, they picked up some scars today. Bryce, your thoughts in watching Bryce Young and Emory Jones and both defenses and all that speed collide today down in Gainesville? No, I, th- I loved it. I loved
1: it. And to your point, man, they got down early. And, you know, with Emory Jones, there's all this, you know, hoopla about, uh, you know, who's the other kid behind you. Uh, you know, Trevor and I talked about that a little bit on our podcast this week too. Um, it's tough. It's tough to go out there and, and prepare – like you're going to be the guy, and and they're sold out in terms of coaches, they're sold out for you, that you are the best guy to lead this team. So for Emory Jones, man, I, I thought he, he played his butt off, man. He, he did what he needed to do, um, you know, threw the ball pretty well most, most times. And then, you know, obviously with his feet, got him in, in positions to score. And then, man, they just started, you know, just, just taking away, just taking away, just taking away. Um, and, uh, and so anyways, I thought, I thought the whole, the whole team showed up in the second half for sure. Defense played really, really well. Um, I thought they what interestingly enough, I thought guys were really timid in the, in the, in the first half, whether that was coming off a UAB game or what, um, angles were bad on defense. Guys were catching a ball and kind of like waiting to get hit. It was just kind of weird. And the second half, man, I felt like they were just like, man, forget this. Let's just go after it. Um, look, man, not only because, you know, he's got a great name, but Bryce Young, I think is the truth, man. I think he's going to be really, really good. Um, one play in particular is incomplete pass, but dude's rolling out to the right, throws about a 45 yard ball on a rope, um, you know, across his body, which I think is, you know, there's just very few people that can do that. Um, this guy is, is, is putting in chips, um, right now that he's going to be able to pull from, um, in the jukebox down the road. And um, I, I think he just he does what he needs to do. I think Billy O's done a great job with him in spring and fall, being able to to uh, you know teach him and, and administer things for him to to go out and execute and not feel like I have to do more. The guys yeah. reading left to right. The guys throwing a swing pass for a touchdown. That's a checkdown. You mm-hmm. know, like just things like that. It, it you know that's growth. That's growth at, at 19 years old and. And, you know, it was making a million out the field, too. So um, I think I think that that test. Yeah, that's right. I think that (laughs) test down in Gainesville showed a lot of moxie on Bryce's uh, you know, stance just to get it done. Getting a close game, you're not going to be juggernauts and knock everybody out. You know, in the third round, it sometimes does have to take 12. Uh, But my hat's off to Florida, because to your point on your toes, George, I thought they I thought they showed up in the second half and, and really took it to them.
0: Hack, would you would you take away from number one getting pushed to the limit like that today?
2: Yeah, I think so. So I'm going to look at it from both teams' perspective. I think from Alabama's perspective, they obviously came out and did what they wanted to do early. They got ahead, and something that I've seen just watching a Nick Saban and how he ran his organization, how he ran his teams. When they get up like that, they usually take advantage, and yep. today they didn't. So I think that's something that he's definitely going to focus on moving forward and whether it be that you have a young guy pulling the trigger or not or whatever whatever he's going to identify, he's going to figure that out. But I thought that was very uncharacteristic of an Alabama team, especially well, well, quick question.
0: Do you feel like they took their foot off, or do you think that's a sign of the battle and fight from the opposing squad?
1: So I was gonna to get, to um, <laughs> to get to that. I love and when Hack gets interrupted, get man, he gets so, oh man, he gets hot, he gets hot. Um, this dude texts me off the podcast up. like, he if George, do George doesn't shut up, dude, I'm telling. You. The up, like yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ahead, I'm, fl-
2: I'm catching the next flight to San Diego. Oh god. I'm gonna put these paws on him. anyway. Um, no. Uh, wow. <laughs> I was, I was saying, I think I – think re- but realistically speaking, you've seen Alabama do that against other teams who were talented, had great coaching, had great schemes, could make halftime adjustments. X, Y, Z, they still found a way to step on the throat, keep their foot on the gas pedal, and go finish the ball game.
0: Mm-hmm. I
2: don't think they did that. So I think from an Alabama standpoint, that's something that they're going to reflect on. And I know, I know, I know that Saban and even Billy O – um, having, having been in a room with him, is going to focus on moving forward throughout the rest of their schedule because it's gonna, it, they're, they're going to need that killer mentality finish the game
0: mm-hmm. down the
2: road. Now, from a Florida standpoint, I think that's a massive cap tip to Dan Mullen and how they adjusted at halftime. Because I thought no, it was, course. like like what Bryce was saying, I thought it was two completely different teams from the first half to the second half. And um, the only thing you can credit that to is being able to adjust to halftime, seeing what they're giving you and yeah. being able to put your guys in situations to make plays and be successful, both defensively and offensively. And I thought they did a great job with that. And when you have a talented team and a talented roster like you do down there in Gainesville, um, you know, I think they're going to continue to figure things out and I'm excited to see the growth and development of that program moving forward under Dan um, just because I think it's going to be good for the SEC. The deeper the SEC gets, the more teams that are going to be competitive and consistent. I think that's the biggest thing in the SEC is consistency. Absolutely. And um, the teams that master consistency are always the guys that end up winning that winning that conference. And uh, Urban did it for a while down there. Now you have Nick running it, um, and you look at a team like LSU. They won a national championship what two years ago, and now you know they're they're scrapping. So yep. it just it comes down to consistency. So I'm hoping that I'm hoping that you know no no moral victories come from losses, but sure. it is a, it is a great learning experience, and I hope that it sets them on a trajectory moving forward throughout the next coming years and even through the rest of the season to continue to be a consistent ball team, and they know what they're capable of
0: doing now. Man, so Alabama gets pushed today. Number one, I remember our first two times coming on here and watching Alabama. You just like I remember especially them coming out of that Miami game and we're just kind of thinking, Oof. well, who else is going to make their way into to the championship game against Alabama tonight? So does some, some different things. First of all, they're not immortal. It, it's not like they're the white walkers. They're the Roman army. They're not the white walkers. So that was uh, eye opening. And for me, and when we talked about this a little bit earlier, Florida to me is the third best team in America if they just played the bar. They played the bar. Georgia sits right behind Bama and then stop me when I when I name a team that Florida you don't think could beat in a in a neutral site. Penn State Ohio State.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, got,
1: I got to ride you with my guy. It, yeah, you should, ride ride with, with my you guy. should have led
0: with that one. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> there's <laughs> one. Ohio State. Is it? Is it Next. unfathomable that they couldn't beat Ohio State in the neutral no, they, state? They, they beat Ohio enough. State. I'm Cincinnati. They beat Ohio State. Cincinnati. Ah. Well, all respect. Yeah, the they, go, ahead, go ahead
1: and roll. Go ahead and roll. Bearcats are my team, but go ahead and roll. Go ahead. I got to be realistic here.
0: They're in a puncher's chance with Texas A&M. Yes? No? Yes. Okay. Now we're going to start pushing into the top six. Clemson. Yeah. They haven't? Okay. Let's go. Iowa hat. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oregon. And Oregon had the win of the year last week. Oregon. If you put Florida and Oregon in neutral site, can you just close your eyes and say Oregon's got them? Well, no, I
2: mean, I don't. I think Florida talent-wise, though, like yes, one thousand percent. Florida talent-wise, you can roll them out with anybody, and if they oh, play talent. at that bar, but it goes back to the consistency thing, though. Correct. If they show up and play like they did in the first half, right. all the teams you just listed, no, based right, on right, what right, they've right, done right. up until yeah. this point, they're going. That, off, that offense,
0: that right offense is number
1: five, man. That offense right is, right is number five. I'm talking
0: execution, resiliency coaching, and then you got enough playmakers to go get them. They get Oklahoma too, just to be all the way real about it. I, I think this is going to be one of those rare situations. I'm curious, can a team that just lost go up? Like, what, Have we seen that before? Have we seen a team take a loss and then wind up going up? That'd be interesting to see. We might as well go on up north and look at the fighting Bryce Petty's Cincinnati uh, went on the road the in Bear gets on the road. Great battle. Hack. I already know Bryce is going to take us on a beautiful 30-minute run yeah. here in a <laughs> yeah. second you and I are going to wrap first. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we we'll, we'll get this in. You're talking Desmond Ritter. It, it wasn't like he was untouchable today. And no. Mike Pence, or Mike Pence. Michael Pence. Uh, that, that would be a tough day for him, too. Mike yeah. Pence uh, was... was he was not on his horse today either. But what did you what did you take from from this border battle between uh, the Hoosiers and Bearcats today?
1: Yeah, again,
2: um, you know, I think Indiana's been a team that's been struggling with expectations and not really being able to fill those shoes heading into this year. Um, and I think it, a lot of it rode on Michael Penix. And I thought today. He threw a couple balls, should have been caught, could have been some big explosive plays. I thought he settled in a little more than he looked the previous two games. But still, he's, he's a shell of what he was last year in terms of confidence and how he was playing, in my opinion. Uh, but ultimately, I think <clears throat> looking at it, Indiana looked – kind of like what we saw last year. So I think they're gonna really start trying to push to try and get back to that and, and just finish strong and hope they make a pinstripe bowl or something like that. Um, <laughs> with regards that's to Cincinnati top that's top rope he has, comes
1: up from man. The top Cincinnati, rope sits on.
2: <laughs> Cincinnati Cincinnati has started really slow and that concerns me when you start talking about going up against teams like in Alabama, like a Florida, like a Penn State, like someone who's not going to let you start slow and,
0: and come dogging
2: back and, and, and be able be able to catch up. Like if you right. give me a if you give me a 5-yard head start, I I'm, I'm I'm turning you're that on. in really quick. Yep. Um and I think that's where you're going to start trying that's that's where the lack of strength of schedule for Cincinnati in my opinion and the ability to have those things like they're going to have to put a statement on, on Notre Dame next week. They got Notre Dame yep. next week, correct? Yeah. They're going to weeks. put a big two weeks. Oh, they're oh, gonna, yeah. Next week. Next
0: week. Wisconsin two weeks.
2: They're going to, they're going to have to put a big stamp on that game. In my opinion, um, to start selling me to saying, okay, maybe we can see that happen, but ultimately great win for them uh, against a team that though, they've had some struggles early in the year. Still had a lot of confidence going into this season.
0: Bryce, your boys beat a Big Ten team. And not a little brother program, like like Hack was saying. The floor in the Big Ten is coming up. The heavyweights are fighting like heavyweights. And Indiana somewhere in between. They went on the road. They showed a lot today.
1: I know you're going to tell
0: us what you loved about their performance. And there you go with your boy Desmond Ritter, like just a – uh, a complete veteran effort today because yeah, it wasn't his best football, but he guided them back. How far or does this push Cincinnati up? And what do we learn about them nationally? Do we learn anything new about them nationally after beating a a, a, a strong Hoosier program?
1: Yeah. Well, look, I mean, I, I, I think – you know, Hack made a lot of great points. It, look, you guys got to remember, this is the same team that lost by three points to Georgia last year. So we're not talking about, you know, kind of a Cinderella team, whereas, whereas I feel like a lot of the hype on Indiana was from last year. So, you know, what we learned, I think, is just the same thing that, you know, Cincinnati and their locker room learned is that, no, we we can play. We can be gritty. Was this a great win? Uh yeah, in, in terms of flawless execution, not a chance. Um, I think there's a lot of things that they, you know, um, they they did what they needed to do, right? I'm a mm. golfer. I like to golf. One of the best quotes I've heard is 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 your worst day better than someone's best day? Mm. Because that's what's ultimately gonna, you know, put is, you on the scoreboard.
0: Is that how many teams can Cincinnati point to in the top ten or twelve, or you as their de facto ambassador? How many teams can Cincinnati point to in the top 10 or 12 that their C plus day could get one of those teams or a B minus effort or a yeah, B effort? Not,
1: not not many. I really don't think. I, I really don't think many. And that's and that's the thing. They have to be able to bring their A game because when they do bring their A game, then they take Georgia 24-21 like they did last year. I mean, that game was was a slugfest. fest in a game where they're scoring, you know, or really in a conference where they're scoring 50 points a game. You know, can they go 24-21 and play with an SEC team? Yeah, they can. Um, and so that's that's the thing about this team that I like and what Luke Fickles brought to that locker room is there is a belief in what they can do. So this was a statement win for them. It's not 2020 anymore. This is 2021. We can go do it in a Big Ten, you know, atmosphere, Big Ten yeah. arena and, and play. And so- they're going to have Notre Dame
0: coming up. I'm gonna challenge you on this, Bryce. And heck, I want you to either challenge it or co-sign it. Either way, but they got Notre Dame next week. They're gonna two two weeks. Okay, they got a bye
1: week and then two weeks. They're gonna
0: pack it up. They got two weeks to prepare. What can they take to Notre Dame and they can count on? For instance, when Georgia travels, they know they can unpack their defense, and they they're out there going. Ohio State knows they can unpack their offense. They're out there going. Michigan State, we're learning now can unpack that run game and that front offensive line at front. They know they can count on that. Cincinnati, we've been watching that. Hack pointed this out when we first started. They start fights real slow. They'll catch a couple grabs early. Slow, slow, It takes them a while. This is their best opportunity to make a statement. What can they unpack at Notre Dame in two weeks and count on? And then what do they need to hustle up on in two weeks and so they so they can hang their hat on something else. What's the next? Yeah, one? no,
1: no, no. It's, it's, look, I think this this offense completely runs through nine. Right, Desmond Ritter is their guy. So you have to put him in positions to be successful early. Get that guy in the mix, running, tossing it on the on the edge, um, quick throws. Man, he's so good at second level throws. And that was that was what was fun. You know, watching him today, kind of from the start to finish. He's got really good, and we we always did this, you know. We were training George over the soccer goal, right? Throwing yeah. those balls over the soccer goal and putting them on a line down. Like he down. is really, really good at that. Yeah. Um, you saw his little fade toss in the end zone today uh, to his man Pierce. So there's a lot of things that he the does really well. Yeah, yep. and he's a three year starter, so you have to run through him. The other thing that I think is really interesting, you know, Jerome Ford is our guy from Alabama, transferred from Alabama, came in two years ago. Really fits in that system well, Um, you know, 66 yards on the ground a day with with two touchdowns, but that they can punch you in the mouth too. They can go get the hard earned yards that they need to, Um, and then their defense can swarm. So I just I think they have to understand that that they need to make a 12 round fight a three round fight. They need it not not to overexert themselves, but what mm. they need to do is not wait till the third and fourth quarter to get going because they, they did that last week as well. Out of the of gate, the man, out of the gate. Look, yeah, Fickle, they, bring bring in Desmond to your office. Say, hey, what do you like? What do you want to run? And hack. They, they hack. need to take the
2: fight to them.
0: Go ahead, Christian. Yeah, they yeah.
2: need to take the fight
1: to them. They yes. they can't be
2: passive. They can't. Oh. They can't. Um they can't feel it out. Cause if you feel it out with a Georgia, Georgia's going to run with
0: it. If yep, you feel yeah. it
2: out with a Penn state, Penn state's Penn state's going to be like, all right, dude, you throw me one, you throw me one, give us a short field, we'll turn it into seven and we're going to keep moving. Yeah, that's right. Um, and it's just, it's uh, to me, it's a mentality to me. I think you make a great point about trying to figure out what Desmond, I mean, they should know what Desmond does well by now. And mm-hmm. they should be doing this from the jump. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's always time for reflection and there's always time for trying to figure out what that may be this year, because it is going to differ. It is not 2022, 2020, it's 2021. There's, you know, personnel changes. There's different things that, that influence that. So here's
0: the, for both of you and you guys watch football more than anybody, you understand what's going to happen when we get into December and the season turns into a campaign. My 10-1 is stronger than your 10-1. My 11-0 and 0 is stronger than their 11-0. and 0. The SEC is going to say our fifth best team can beat Cincinnati. So here you are. Cincinnati now has a great opportunity. They get two Power 5 teams in September. Indiana on the road. Go in. Beat them. Now they get a chance to turn around. You get the break. You get the break next week. Turn around and go play Notre Dame. Bryce, you said it. Turn that 12 rounds into a three-round fight put some up on the board and make them play from behind, lay their ears back if they can do it. Up front in the trenches, they're going to have to show they can go another 12 rounds with a Power 5 team. And then the rest of it is a group of five and they drive on out of there. But the case is going to be made against them. When, say, a Florida runs it out, a and going to have maybe a loss and they'll run it out and they're going to turn around there's the whole state of Ohio, or the southern part outside of Ohio State, is going to be making a case about the Bearcats, the Bearcats, the Bearcats, the Bearcats. They're going to have to show against Notre Dame we have the type of medal that we deserve to be in the playoffs. Is is that thinking correct, or do you think we're past that hack Bryce? Like, or, or are they still held to that group of no. five standard?
2: I, it's just it's part of the nature, like you just explained it beautifully and perfectly. Like it, that is what it is. Like you can't you can't unpack it any other way because at the end of the day, when you do look at a team that's in the SEC that is a one loss team or a two even a two loss team in the SEC, yep. where yep. they're playing Alabama, uh, Florida. Uh, and then you flip over to the to the West. You got Arkansas, which Bryce talks about. Who's been playing really well right now? Mm-hmm. It's fifth best team. Yep. Like I, I'd throw Arkansas out there against Cincinnati tomorrow and see what happens. You know what I, I think mm. that'd be a game where I'd be like I'd circle it and I'd be like I'm going to tune in and watch this. Right, um, right. You know yeah. LSU. You got you, there's there's so many there's mm. so many variables with that, and it goes back to like I said consistency specifically in that in that conference. And then I think you can still make the argument. Um, with the with the Big Ten East right now, in terms of like I'd be curious to see a Cincinnati Michigan State. You know what yep, I mean? Yep, yep, like yep. Even, even a even a Cincinnati, Maryland, the way Maryland's been playing offensively yep, right now, hot as heck, they can score against anybody. They can run We're it up.
0: Mike it's, <laughs> it's a,
2: but, it, but that's a team where if you let them punch you in the mouth, you never know what happens. So yeah, I mean I think this Notre Dame game's massive for them. They gotta put it they gotta put something on it.
0: You know what right, I, mean, I agree. It's got to it's be. It's bigger, almost.
1: Though. It'd almost be interesting if they had like a field of twelve <laughs> <clears throat>
0: I'll take um, instead that. of
1: we instead of a field a of four teams, because wouldn't it be great to see a Cincinnati play uh, a one-loss A and M? or a Uh, one-loss Michigan, or a one because or or an undefeated UCLA. I think it's it's interesting.
0: Let's go right to it. Uh, Just a quick uh, reminder. While we're on this, we want your questions. Questions are coming in right now. We're going to pop them up and start chopping through them. We want your questions. The Field of 12, College Football After Dark Show. Bryce Petty, there is going to be a team, theoretically, what a conundrum of a statement, that at the end of the season is going to say, look, we lost to Bama and Georgia and beat everybody else in the SEC. Cincinnati, they go to Notre Dame, they get a win, they get pushed to the brink, and then they go and do everything else they're supposed to do. They got to make a statement because schools and programs will be able to turn around and say that. Um, How do they... How do they worn that off how do they battle that off
1: yeah well internally internally i think it, that luke needs to get in there you know on monday or tuesday and and say guys why, why are we playing to to try and be perfect they're almost playing not to lose instead of stepping on somebody's throat and, and i know that's aggressive but at the at the same time that's what you have to do the mentality is is okay 2020 we snuck up on people uh people didn't know who we were we didn't know who we were and we just like damn we're we're pretty dang good. We we held again, not to bring up the Georgia game, but it's 24-21 against the dogs, yeah. literally, right? So the idea is that man, in, internally, that leadership, man, I saw that and, and this is what I loved about Desmond Ritter today because they they zoomed in on um, the uh, the the series where he threw the pick. Uh, there was miscommunication up front. They had a loop around and uh, ended up kind of throwing off his back foot. Still hit the guy in the hands. Tip, what was a pick? But the play before looked like the guy had was supposed to have an outcut, cut. not Desmond's all up in his face, and I love seeing yeah. that. So yeah. they need to have that. Who is that guy outside of nine that's going to be that guy for that team? On the defensive side of the ball, on the offensive side of the ball, they had a 99-yard kick return today. You Big. know that kind of stuff is how you get out of games, again, is your worst stuff better than somebody else's best stuff. But at the same time, you can't always count on a 99-yard kick return. You can't always count on somebody to throw three (laughs) pretty bad kicks to you. you They
0: they have a beatable Notre Dame team. They have two weeks to get a Very beatable. beatable. But a team, nonetheless, that is undefeated. Toledo got them in 12 rounds, took them 12 rounds. And Toledo just got smacked by Colorado State today. How about that? And then Purdue – Purdue goes in there, it it went there. Out, but Purdue yeah. was throwing bulls hack. All right, so we're going to go into this. Uh, we're going to go into some buy or sell. Who are you on? Who are you out on? Uh, but we just want to reiterate again. Questions are coming in. We want your questions. We want you to go home and uh, kill your roommates with, with the football intel be, the, be the, the king at the tailgate or the queen at the tailgate uh, on the next go round. Before we get into that conversation, I just want to let you guys know about Field of 12 Media, a brand-new podcast and digital media network covering college football by the people that know it best. Brought to you by Shoot Your Shot Productions, the folks behind the Field of 68. The Field of 12 gives you insight into the game we all love by the people that have lived it. Trevor Knight and Bryce Petty cover the Big 12. Max Starks and Clint Stoner own the SEC. We have Harry Douglas and Cody Sensabaugh in the ACC. Uh, Christian Hackenberg joins Joshua Perry to break down everything in the Big 10. And of course you have Yogi Roth and Ted Robinson have the Pac-12 on lock. And of course, we'll be here every Saturday night. Get your drinks, check the link below for the rest of our shows the field of 12 where college football happens. Um, So buy or sell, let's go into this. So those of you who are now riding with us, we've been calling the preseason top five teams, the five families. And we're talking about Alabama, Oklahoma, Georgia, and Ohio State. Let's go into buy or sell. We'll just skip past the Roman army down there in Tuscaloosa, assuming we all buy unless there's any objections. NASA. Okay, okay, we'll roll. Going once. <laughs> Going twice. Gone. So so uh the Bulldogs. To me, they're one B in the country. Yeah. Anybody have a sell proposition on Georgia Bulldogs? Any facet of them? No, I
1: That's I think I sell. think both units, you know, both sides of the ball, special teams. I I just think they're solid. I think they're really solid.
0: Here's the two yeah, think, things. Go ahead, Heck.
1: Yeah, I think what separates them is, is their defense and it's, it
2: not, is it's, it's not a situation where it's like a defense and then they can't pack a punch offensively like Clemson has proven to not be able to do up until this point. Mm. they they can they can they can score some points. They got some dudes on that side of the ball as well. So I think I think they're arguably the most complete team right now in terms of the ability to play complimentary football, take advantage of turnovers, and then offensively, uh, also
0: light up the scoreboard strong argument. I like them veteran quarterback. I think they have the single best unit offense, defense, special teams. Their defense is the best unit in America. And that program is battle tested. That's a battle tested program. So, um, Let's go to Ohio state where, where you seem to be all with uh, the tide and the bulldogs, Ohio state, Bryce Petty. Are you buying or selling or there some parts of it you want to buy and some parts you want to, you want to fleece?
1: Yeah. I, I, I'm typically an all or nothing kind of guy, but you know, because at the end of the day, it's, it's comes on wins. You, you can't, you can't sit there and split up offense, defense and pick, pick what you want. Um, it, Ohio State is tough for me because I just I don't think that their defense is gonna last at all once they get in the meat of, of conference schedule I mean you've how many how many times you got to put you know somebody put up um you know 500 yards of offense on you if you're if you're you know number three four five team in the country that that can't happen I mean Tulsa had them for the you know better part of three and a half quarters um really four quarters um and and that was off of a loss from Morgan from last week. So, I'm I'm selling Ohio State. I think that defense is, is you know, poor, like really bad. Um, yeah. You know, I like C.J. Stratt. I think he's going to be a good, you know, really good. He's good now. I think he's going to be really good down the road. Um, but I just – I don't think they're going to be able to hang people. They're going to be, you know,
0: 51-50. Hack, can you buy the Buckeye? Uh,
2: it's just hard because of their – their their record, like their their what they've done, their 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 span of work over the past really decade. So I'm kind of like a hold on the Buckeyes right now. Like I yeah. said, I'm super high, I'm super high on my Nittany Lions right now in terms of being in the driver's seat in that conference and mm-hmm. specifically in the East. I agree with Bryce. I think historically bad defense and also it's really weird that ohio state hasn't been able to figure it out from a coaching s- staff standpoint too in terms of putting these guys in situations to be successful and finding an identity and letting those kids play fast because you still have athletes like it's not like they don't have they don't have the personnel on that side of the ball they got it right um, i just think there's some hesitancy and they're not playing with the speed and tempo that they need to play with and the conviction they need to play with on that side of the football
0: it's so going to
2: be that's my chink in their armor.
0: That's a that's a maturation deal um, yeah. coming down the line. Usually teams with great programs and great history seem to mature and pull together. They've already gotten knocked out. They have zero room for error going through this, the yeah. year. Yeah. They have zero room for error. And one loss may not even get you in this year. Let's jump here quick. Clemson, I'm going to start with you, Hack. Against the state of Georgia. We watched them against the Bulldogs, early, <laughs> yeah, and then we watched them today against Georgia Tech. They have three touchdowns. Yeah. They I, have, no, no, that first game, they lost 10-3. They didn't even score yeah. a touchdown. They yeah. have 17 points against the state of Georgia in eight quarters. Buy, sell, or are you going to give them a hole with a little bit of grace?
2: Oh, no, it's – well, it's just shocking to me. I mean, because the way that DJ even played last year, like you would expect this offense to be operating at a much higher clip. And, um, yeah, I'm selling them. I mean, ulti- I, I love their defense. I think their defense is fantastic. But that's only going to get you so far if you can't – if you can't hold up the other side of the bar again. But yep. I mean? it's You can't – you can't, like Bryce said, it's a team game. You can't hang your hat on one side of it. It may get you a win or two here and there in some tight games, but in order to do it consistently, you got to have both sides working together. And they're a sell for me right now. It's, it's disappointing and hard for me to say, but they're a sell.
0: Bryce, according to the NFL prognosticators on the draft, top 50 draft prospects next year. And remember, DJ doesn't count because he's still got another year coming. They have seven guys in the top fifty. We know who they are. They've been yeah. in the national championship game too the last three years. We know who they are. Why is there such a struggle for them just to get up and down the field and or close out games? If you didn't watch the Georgia Clemson, I mean the Georgia, I mean the Georgia Tech Clemson game today, Clemson up fourteen to eight. They had out. to fight off a goal-line stand by Georgia Tech at home with 15 seconds left to survive. Yeah. They, were, he, they were feet in their own end zone trying to stave off an Appalachian. That would have been an Appalachian State-type win in South Carolina. Yeah, yeah. But Teddy, tell us why you buy them, Bryce. Tell us how oh, it's
1: that's not even good grief, man. I, I, yeah, I can't buy Clemson right now. Look, I, what I wrote down, I know you guys can't see on these notes, but I, identity, who who are you? You're not Trevor Lawrence anymore. You don't have Goldilocks. You know, Dabo Sweeney, this is what you get paid for. Brent Vittables, this is what you get paid for, right? Is that? Mm-hmm. And, and, and honestly enough, this is what makes Nick Saban in a class of his own, yep. and nobody Agreed. talks about it. Nobody, they just expect them to be number one. You realize, and people are seeing that. Ohio State is seeing that. They've lucked out with this, you know, kind of this quarterback regime, you know, that Justin Fields leaves, then CJ Shroud. For you as a program and as a coach, even as a unit, to break it down that far, to be able to put 11 guys on the field that can play together, play as one, execute is tough. You are circled every year. Georgia Tech circled you eight months ago when they found out you were on their schedule. You have to be able to come to play, and no one cares if you're Doc Pepper or not. And that's no hit on DJ, man. By all means, go get your stuff. But at the end of the day, it's about winning football games and it's about executing. You you threw for a buck twenty five. Like how, how is that? That was his numbers today. A buck twenty six, one hundred twenty six yards is what he threw for today against okay, hmm. Georgia Tech. Now, I know that there was, you know, weather delay and all that kind of stuff. And, look, all that stuff is – that's life, man. Adjust. You got to be able to adjust. And, and again, who are you? Who is the identity of this offense? Because, you know, uh, Coach Benable's is going to have that defense role. And who are you as an offense? You got to come to play.
0: Hack, to Bryce's point, they have no more margin for error. They're going to finish the season. They won't have another big – we don't think so. I mean, damn, we didn't think – they're going to be scratching it out with 15 seconds left to get past the rambling wreck. But they win, They went out. They went out. There are going to be four or five undefeated teams, you have to think, standing at the end of the year. They have zero margin for error, and they find themselves in the same hole uh, uh, as Ohio State zero room for air and they'll and both fan bases will make all this noise at the end of the year and they'll need help across the board just to get back into this dance
2: yeah i mean looking at it right now like they got south carolina on november 27th i mean they got wake forest uconn louisville working backwards from there florida state Pitt, syracuse boston college and nc state next week like you don't have a chance to make a, a statement win to be able to rectify the Georgia and, loss and your struggles early on. Like you don't have a chance to do that. Like you're gonna have to go out and blow these guys out and then win in the ACC championship in a convincing manner, whether that be against North Carolina.
0: We're, yeah, we're but that's
2: my point, though. But uh, my point, a point game, is, is
0: a game Wake forest program for the first time, fellows. We got to raise the glass. Meeting right. <laughs> Florida State. Probably for I'm the first sh- time since shoot. two eyes in our administration. Since ever. And to since ever. toss out Florida
1: State since oh, 76, 1976, you've gone 0-3. That was wow. Bobby Bowden's first year. How crazy is that? I read that stat, and I was like, oh, my gosh. Crazy. That's nuts, man. Crazy.
0: The Noles no. at and 3 Boy, oh, boy. All right, so let's now, let's now go to the Plains. We talked about the Roman Army, the Bulldogs, the Buckeyes, zero room for air. Clemson, zero room for air. They haven't been beaten yet, but our opinion of them has certainly been beaten up. And I'm talking about the Sooners. We all offseason heard about Spencer Rattler, rightfully so, a talent in yeah. his own right. Oklahoma, they got, their, they got their dance card, their membership, so to speak, to the SEC. This is the year we go in and do X, Y, and Z. They're just barely getting by teams. They're just holding and holding on to these, these programs, just trying to survive. A Nebraska program that got beat by Illinois comes to your house, and it takes every man, it takes every trainer, every secretary, Every second of four quarters to get by Nebraska. Bryce, you said it earlier when we were rapping, uh, watching games earlier. You said, who is Oklahoma? Yeah. Well, who are they right now three games into the season? Are they the number three team in the country? Personally? God,
1: no, no. I mean, to, to your point, you, these are games where you're like twos and threes get in. Right. And, and that's what's crazy about it. Again, there's a lot of stuff that happened over the last, you know, uh, you know last year with, with COVID and then this year. So guys haven't been playing. It's, it's just been interesting. But if, I mean, your, your tune up games are they're tune up games for a reason. Like you're paying these dudes two million bucks to come in and get their shit kicked in. You know, and and you're you're taking two lane to the fourth quarter, <laughs> right. winning about five points. Thank God for Western Carolina State, which is right next to I think Helen Keller State, to where you can put seventy six points up and feel good about it. But then Nebraska comes in, um, they kind of amazing. I know they're two and one, but they're not like you know, they're you know outside of Larry the Cable Guy. I don't know anybody on that roster. I do take that. I do take that back. I know that the quarterback is a Martinez guy because that's been like the last fifteen years but, but like the, the, oh my gosh I it, and all we heard about was Alex Grinch in this defense yeah they were supposed to have the complete setup this year they were supposed to have the defense that they've always wanted Lincoln Riley is Lincoln Riley Spencer Rattler um ever since the Texas game was you know trending up uh like thing Apple or Tesla stock. And, and now all of a sudden, you know, it's what people are just supposed to lay down and win but, you know, lose because you're Oklahoma. Um, so I don't know who they are. I don't know who they are, but Big 12 does not care. Um, I I gotta be honest, you know, hacks talked about um, you know, the East over there in Big Ten. We've talked about SEC West. Right now I'm nervous about what Big 12 is because you know it was when when Trevor and I were talking about it, it was it was Oklahoma, it was Iowa State, and then who? And now man. we're going, man. I don't, I don't know. It's, it's, Ooh. it's going to be a fight. Yeah. It's going to be a dog fight. Yes, too. Yeah, right.
0: Hack. We talked about this a little earlier when we went down Cincinnati's resume. Cincinnati, and we we rattled off all those teams that they showed up at their B or B minus game. Could they get anybody above them? I changed my mind. They could get Oklahoma with the effort and or urgency they had today against indiana i think they could still get oklahoma only really because of how oklahoma plays how they go about yeah. business yeah is that is that remotely close or do you think i'm just talking shit
2: no i mean i think i think that's a fair statement and at the end of the day you know it's i think it's really hard for us because we've all been there we've been through the ebbs and flows of a season we've all been through that struggle of finding identity we've We feel that and we can empathize with that a little bit, but at the end of the day, you also have to take all that aside and sit there and be like, you are who you consistently show us you are, right? And Oklahoma has consistently showed us that they are not the killer family you know, family of five type team that everyone expected. And Spencer Rattler has not played like the Heisman front runner that everyone expected. And that defense hasn't played the way that it was expected to come into. So uh, you get a leash, but once you start taking advantage of the fact that you have that leash, that leash starts getting retracted really quick. And to your point, George, they are still undefeated. Like they still do control their destiny. They haven't had a, a, a loss. Thankfully, they've been able to kind of get by by the skin of their teeth a couple of weeks here. But it's just—I—I I, I think there's too many other good teams right now that are putting on, putting together too good a resumes to sit there and say that they are a top five team in the country right now. They're—they're they're just not. So I don't even. So think this is what's interesting.
1: I know it. I love it. So this is what's interesting, right? Because you have Alabama at a lock. Mm-hmm. And then you have three teams that are fighting for three spots because you know Clemson's going to be out. If they beat, you know, a, probably a two loss North Carolina team, I don't know what the heck happens in the ACC. I don't know. And then you have the I big 12. I think you 12. can lock Georgia. I think you can lock yep. Georgia. That's what I'm uh, saying. I think you lock
2: Georgia and Alabama, and then
0: it's. There's two, two done. Outs. That's Who's done? Then and, done.
1: You, and then what though? So because you have Pac 12, ACC, Big 12, and Big 10. So yeah. now you've got, you've yeah, got, do you hope. have you, the big 12 there? Really? I don't, I don't. That's what I'm saying. But, but what I'm saying yeah. is if you say, say that Oklahoma continues to just beat people by three points in the last second,
0: right? They, and then you they have, you a have case about legacy. They'll make a case about what we've done, who we've been, and then they'll point to the, to the loss column, having a zero, forget about the style we got here. Regardless, On one loss, Buckeyes team, or a one-loss Oregon, or an undefeated Oregon, undefeated Oklahoma for that last spot, Oregon gets it. But that, well, here's the thing: uh,
2: Oregon, Oregon runs the table, and Penn State wins the East. It's over. I, I don't care if over. you. I, I don't. Agree. It's over. It's you over. You think
0: that's where it settles? Hack. Penn yeah, State runs it out. Oregon runs it out because they're on those paths right now. What about an undefeated Notre Dame team? They're going to have plenty of Notre Dame. They're going to have United juice. Street, they got Cincinnati. With they, got, they got a schedule. Virginia Tech. They have <laughs> yeah. enough real opponents yeah. to step up, knock out, and, and grow some. But that's not the same as winning a, a, a heavyweight conference like the Big Ten with Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State left. nor the Pac-12. I think they're going to give the Pac-12 a little push because I think college football is dying to see somebody west of the Mississippi. Or especially yeah, no the doubt. No doubt. Come on yeah. in there. So let's, let's jump <laughs> to this. Let's I jump love to that. this. And again, a new, I, real,
1: real quick, just just on that point, I mean, I'm so sick and tired of I know that you have NBC. This is like this is like the 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 dude at the frat party that takes the beer pong game and says, "Hey, I'm going to go ahead and schedule this guy and I'm going to schedule this guy." <laughs> I mean, you can't do that junk anymore. And now that they're barely passing Toledo, I I just there, there ain't no way. I mean, they, they're going to get three rounds in and, and be wishing and hoping that that frat guy never schedules them on the beer pong table at six <laughs> o'clock anymore. Like I'm done.
0: <laughs> Damn that frat boy. All right, so. Uh, sleeper. Outside of the five families, which, man, it seems like a lot of feds and infiltration in the five families right now. A lot of discourse. And outside of Penn State, who we, we all love, and Florida, who will lose and hopefully go up. Yeah. Who is your sleeper, yeah. Bryce Petty? Who's your sleeper? Who's the team that's quietly going about their business that people need to at least look over their shoulder and could could T-bone somebody in November?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's hard for me not to go against Cincinnati just because we're talking about who gets in. Um, I I think that there's enough of what we've just talked about for the last 25 minutes for Cincinnati to just slowly go, hey, I don't have anybody in this lost column. Big 12, you got what you're doing. Oregon, UCLA, who else? There's not really anybody in there. Um, you talk about a, a one or or a two I don't know one loss Ohio State team versus anybody else I don't know I, I really think that Cincinnati does control their destiny in the sense that there's enough of that in there to where if they do come in and slap uh, you know Notre Dame in the mouth in South Bend um, and say that South Bend goes and runs the table right say that they they finally get their hiccup um, they slip the chair knocks out and uh, and and you know, Cincinnati comes in there with a win and then they go win out. It's interesting. I think it's, I think it's really interesting. I don't think an ACC team has a play. I don't think nope. a Pac-12 team has a play. So nope. really all we have to do is figure out, Hey, who out of the Pac-12 and, and SEC can knock each other oh, out. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Did you say
2: we? Did you say we? <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, are you are on you that
1: train. That? I'm on that <laughs> no. train.
2: Did you, just master- roll, did you just enroll in a program? master's program? <laughs> Did you just
1: enroll in a master's program? Look, it's I already reality. followed their Twitter. I followed their Twitter. It's I a we thing. It. It's a we thing.
0: Validation. Hackenberg. Your sleeper. It's a wee thing. Yeah. Man, if that yeah. thing comes out in a t-shirt tomorrow, that that's going to be unbelievable. Hack. Shoot. Um, Who are you rolling with?
2: Oh well, yeah. I think outside of everything we just touched on, like obviously, like I'm rolling with my guys up there. Big win tonight, but. I'm buying the whole state of Michigan right now. Like hey, Michigan
0: a glass. Welcome back,
1: Michigan State, nah, dude. I just know it's uh, khakis and khakis and cleats. Just I can't ever. I'll, I'll toast to it and drink to it, just because I'm thirsty. But I don't. Wanna. I
0: I hate that's I God hate God I the words coming you
2: know? out of my mouth. I'm not a. I can't I can't support Michigan in any way, shape, or form. I'm like you know blood
0: that speaks to the integrity lion, but, of you, Christian Hackenberg. That speaks but, to your integrity. Yeah,
2: but I'm telling you right now. I mean, I think that Michigan is playing the most confident football they've played under Jim Harbaugh. Yep. I think when you look at Michigan State.
1: Hey, hold on, real, real quick, just, just just before you give into this this yeah. stuff, okay? I really hope that this confidence that you're talking about, Western Michigan, wow. Uh, Washington, even more wow, who loses to Montana, and then Good. Northern Illinois. If you're sitting there talking about confidence, can we no, please no. play someone Let's else out of Pee Wee? Here's go my Atlanta. thing, though, Bryce. But here's
2: my thing, though, you, Bryce. You they stomped ahead. them. They Correct. stomped That's them. The they did. They head. did,
1: and I, I will give and you And you you're talking they about, about Oklahoma, Oklahoma
2: who just struggled with Tulane, and you go down the line. I didn't they say that in my there. sleeper. I said, I'm selling
1: them boys. I'm selling. I'm taking my cash and I'm gone somewhere. I'm not
0: understanding that. But to hack's point though, to hack's point, September is the month that heavyweights get welterweights and heavyweights go up against flyweights just because that's how the schedule goes. Oklahoma had two of the three opponents and they barely, they barely got out of the ring. They're looking over there, looking at the clock. Ohio state. Yeah. It looked gaudy. But that game was much closer than what it was with uh, Tulane today, or Tulsa today. A lot of heavyweights around the country have played down, and some got knocked out. When you watch that Michigan team, no, we didn't see a bunch of top 10 teams rolling in Ann Arbor. They have knockouts. Today they won with nine straight touchdown drives. I don't care who you're playing. Everybody on board is going in the same direction. Nine straight touchdown drives. They've had their first primetime game against the preseason ranked Washington team. They came in with a lot of good buzz. Knock them out. That did not did. go all 12 I rounds. That, that, that was out, what, round that seven, was, round eight? That was, that
2: was done. So, so, so they, to me, they have shifted from the program that is exactly what you have described Oklahoma as this year. I think that's been Michigan traditionally mm-hmm. for the past five years, where they have all yeah. this hype and then they struggle and then they end up, you know, going going nine and three, whatever. They, they're just they're just there. But I think now they're playing with a different confidence. So now I'm going to move on because I do want to give Michigan State some love because they came out of nowhere everyone had them in the basement still especially coming off of last year and i and we said this early i said dude this is this is like prime d'antonio with cook and working off play action controlling the line of scrimmage big tough sobs up front and they got guys outside that can make plays and separate like they defensively they have an identity they've been doing their thing they went down they just beat a miami team now i'm not so sold miami is everything that everyone thought miami was but they still went down there and, and did it, and they did that. And then also, you know, I just, I'll just i just throw this in there. Western Michigan beat a pit team that just came off a Tennessee win.
0: Hey. Hey, hey. we'll
2: just give it to all the hey. Michigan guys right now. Hey, hey. hey. I, love it.
0: I love it. I love it. I'm with you on the state of Michigan. Um,
2: something in the water the up of,
0: there right now. It's, it's something in the water. They're playing I'm in, the water right in, there, right? in, in Ann Arbor. And really, it, it's always good to see traditional powers – Get back up on their feet. The whole world was waiting on somebody from out west. And lo and behold, UCLA jumps up and like, I got you. Yep. LSU, knockout. Then they go up against um, uh, who they have in, in week one that, that caught everybody's Hawaii. attention. Hawaii. Hawaii. Still, how do they look against Hawaii? Then they turn around and take on an LSU team. They got Stanford and Oregon coming up. UCLA football is back. They can flip the sign around on the store. We're back in business. The Hurricanes, the Michigan State win you're talking about, they went up against the Roman Army, and then I don't know back in the Byzantine era who was below the Roman Army. Appalachian State is a winning program. I'll never forget Mark Rick telling me before, you don't want to schedule App States and Boise States as your quote-unquote off-week because they have a winning culture. They win games. They hunt elephants for a living. You want to go get the sleeping. Group, you want to get the sleeping Group of Five. Go find the pot-bellied Group of Five team. That's looking for base, the cash. That's <laughs> looking for the cash, and your fan base will give them the credit. You're better off going and beating a Group of Five than going to try to fight Alabama or App State. So, Miami, two big games, quote unquote, should it be App State, Michigan State goes from 17-14 to then just winning by, what, three touchdowns? And they yeah. back, almost yeah. 200 yards, and they're yeah. back doing that type of ball. So I'm with you on that. Yeah. My sleeper at this point, and it's been relatively quiet because the conference has been really noisy, is Texas A&M. Texas A&M, they're plugged in a new quarterback, Haynes King. Starter is now behind Kirk Cousins up there in Minnesota. But when I asked you earlier, Bryce, about what can Cincinnati pack up and go with, and Hack, we talked about it. This is what you can count on with the Aggies. One, and first and foremost, coaching. I think they have one of the sharpest, best head coaches slash coaching staffs in America. That defense, get off the bus, they can run them down, and they can get into an alley and do what you need to do. And they never hurt themselves. They do not hurt themselves. A&M, the last couple years, twice they played the two teams that wound up in the national championship game. They played Clemson and Bama in the last couple years. That's a battle-tested program. Even the secretaries know how to go out and do battle. Like, let's just be honest. So, but it's quiet right now. They haven't gotten back into SEC play. It's quiet. That's my sleeper. So, with that, um, Hack, any shout-outs, anything that you want to go over at the, you know, at this, at the twilight of this deal,
2: nah, man. We touched on it. I'm proud of my boys up there at Penn State getting it done. Like I said, the atmosphere was great for college football. We are back. Don't want to take that pun there. We are. I'm just saying, we, we are,
0: are.
2: We're back. It feels normal. It was great seeing 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 Lee getting into it with the, with the uh, with the fans up there, and just it was it just it just felt good. It just feels a little bit normal again. So I'm just happy to see that.
0: And Bryce Petty, I know the whole state of Texas is fired up for beating the Jayhawks tonight. Really, oh. we all should be. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and I mean, that was love. Hey, I mean, hey, <laughs> hey man, we, we took a couple of, of years on the chin. And yeah. I, I tell you what, they they gave Dave Aranda uh, another year, and you can see it. You can see it. Good. Guys are starting to buy in. It's 45-7. to 7. Up there in Lawrence, it doesn't matter. It's a road game, first big 12. And I got to give a shout out just because of the nature of what you're talking about. We have surpassed in three games the the entirety of the rush yards that we had in 2020 already in 2021. So here, 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 Abram Smith. Hey, I'm telling you. Hey, and real quick too, man. Abram Smith, linebacker last year switch back to running back this year. I love guys like that. They just ha- they have a winning culture and it's starting to get there. So we both know it as uh, we are in Sikkim. It takes a while to get back, but when you do, man, it's fun to watch. Yes, I love that.
0: <laughs> so join us next week uh, right after the primetime game. I'm not even sure who the primetime... Who it is could be that headless.
1: since... It, well, that, that's in two weeks. Mm. I don't know. Who said primetime? Like
0: your time. Um, yeah. <laughs> the primetime game join us next week don't be late
2: to class on Monday
0: don't be That's late <laughs> uh,
2: grab, <laughs> grab
0: something to sip grab something to sip bring your questions and uh, get your buddies on here we're rolling with you ladies we're rolling with you as Bryce pointed that out week yeah. one uh, for Christian Hackenberg Bryce Petty this is George Whitfield after 12 college football show see you next week love it